0: Hey there, Conspiracy Listeners. You're tuning in at the best time. Because it's time for our part two. Welcome to... The Truth Is Somewhere. Where we talk today about... The Dybbuk Box. My name's Corey.
1: And I'm Megan.
0: And let's get into it.
1: (laughs) Alright. Last week... We talked about uh, Kevin Mannis buying the Dybbuk box. Yeah. And we talked about the bad luck and nightmares that befell him. Yep. Which convinced him to sell the box on eBay to a guy named Joseph. But of course. And Joseph was the MVP. He told us that a Dybbuk is a spirit of some sort that's stuck to the box, in the box, Mm -hmm. around the box.
0: Okay. In and around.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And Joseph kept a blog, as I -hmm. mentioned last time, so now we're going to dive into a little bit of Joseph's blog about the Dybbuk box.
0: Question. Do we know how much he sold it for?
1: I don't. Okay. I'm sure that that was part of the book I read, but I didn't note it down, and I'm sorry. No, that's
0: fine. That's fine. I'm making noise.
1: you were making a lot of noise.
0: Well, actually, the speakers, the mic didn't pick up a ton. Okay. Anyways, so let's continue on our crazy adventure.
1: About the Dybbuk box. Yeah. Okay. Joseph notes in his blog that if one were a believer in the paranormal, then one would believe that the wine cabinet known now as the Dibbock box contained at least one Dibbock, or possibly two, as the grandmother said, mm-hmm. a Dibbock and a Kassalim. Yeah. If the Dibbock box actually contains a Kassalim and it wasn't actually Kassim, which as we talked uh, last time about was that that's Hebrew for like magical items.
0: Right. Right. And the Kassalim.
1: Yeah. hmm uh, so Joseph makes it clear that he does not believe in the paranormal, even after his experiences, but lays out those experiences for readers. Okay. So he's like, this is everything that's happened since I bought the box, but I still don't believe in this shit.
0: Sure, I could get that. Yeah. I could stand very firmly with that. Yeah,
1: yeah. On August 31st, 2003, he wrote that two of his six roommates were complaining about their eyes burning. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more was listless, and yet another became quite ill out of seemingly nowhere. And a few days later, the air outside of their house was filled with small bugs for several hours. On August 30th, it was discovered that the box was open, though everyone claimed to not have touched it. (gasps)
0: Spooky stuff happens when cupboards start opening on their own. That's
1: true. Spooky cupboards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Everyone knows that ghosts love looking at dishware.
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe they're just, like, repeating their lives, because, like... Our roommate Blake leaves all the cupboards open all the time, right? So right, maybe yeah. it's just ghosts of people who always left cupboards open. Right,
0: right. There. Well, they say ghosts are the people that um, usually have unfinished business, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe you know, you know, when you're kind of like, ah, I got to do something, or you're like, you're kind of thinking, and sometimes you just walk over to the refrigerator and open it
1: for no reason. Yeah, for yeah. no
0: reason. You're like, why am I looking in the refrigerator? And you close the refrigerator. Yeah. Maybe, was, maybe I was that's r- what happened. Really
1: hoping that the unfinished business was that they left a cupboard door open.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or, or yeah. Well, then, they, why are they opening it?
1: I don't know. But maybe, just maybe not, yeah, yeah. The funny. the, the go-
0: ghost. <laughs> you have to tell a ghost: just close the, the cupboard, cupboard, and you can leave forever. All you have to do is close the cupboard. Ghost whisperers. <laughs> yeah, that's us. That's that's it. Just
1: close the cupboard. Yeah,
0: maybe their unfinished business is they. Uh, left uh, a gallon of milk in the cupboard and they keep opening it and there's no to to put it back. That's what our roommate did.
1: Or maybe their unfinished business is that they leave their phone or their Nintendo switch in the cupboard.
0: Yeah. Or, uh, or the refrigerator. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So they're, uh, they're specifically going opening, looking for it, but it's just not there.
1: Yeah. Because the roommate already already took care of it. Yeah. Yep. It's true. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. We figured it out.
0: (laughs) Thanks for joining us, folks. This joke will never get old. No. The truth is somewhere. We found it.
1: <laughs> <sighs> On September 10th, uh-huh. 2003, uh-huh. Yeah. Joseph wrote that the house had experienced a wave of bad luck. The house was filled with strange odors. The dumpster behind their house was overflowing. One of the roommates got bronchitis, and he himself broke his finger. Mm. Additionally, several mice had died in the engine of one of the cars, and the toaster, TV, Xbox, and several watches just stopped working. Oh,
0: that's too bad. I would say, though, the house is full of strange odors, and the garbage is full. Maybe that's why your house is full <laughs> Like, outside, I get yeah. it, the dumpster. Mm-hmm. But, like, maybe that's why... Yeah, maybe everyone's I thought same, dump. too. Uh... But he believes all this stuff is just coincidence, right?
1: Yeah, he didn't necessarily... At the time he was writing it, he did not believe in any of the paranormal stuff. Um, Joseph's roommate, Brian, worked at a museum Mm -hmm. uh, with Jason Haxton, who wrote the book that I'm getting all this information from. Okay. The book is simply called The Dybbuk Box. It's spelled with an I instead of a Y. Uh, Why is that? Because both are technically correct accepted spellings. Okay. But originally it would have been spelled with a Y. Okay. Which is yeah. why that I chose to do everything with a Y. Okay. As I was going through. Okay. That makes um, sense. Brian explained to Jason all about how Joseph had purchased the box on eBay and that Joseph had been playing mean pranks on girls who visited the house oh. using the box. Okay. So Joseph would have the girls open the Dybbuk box and touch the trinkets inside before telling the girls the history of the box and then telling them they were cursed.
0: Oh, that's real nice. How sweet.
1: I know. So Jason confirms that that is actually true, that that is what Joseph was doing, Uh because he had one of the girls in a seminar that he was teaching. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and she told Jason that she felt a dark presence with her after being tricked, and had sought help online to remove the curse. Uh-huh. You're gonna love this. Oh uh, yeah. She yeah. went to learnhowtoremove.com.
0: Is that a real website? I don't know. Okay, we're gonna have to check that out. We're gonna out. have to look it up. Learnhowtoremove.com. Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: she said, with time, the dark presence left her. She did like a lot of meditations and, uh-huh. and stuff. Oh man. Mm-hmm. I know. I thought that you would really like that. You know,
0: I have a. I feel like if this stuff were more true,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we'd have a lot of websites like this. We would have like, I mean, if like the spiritual stuff were true, right? Mm-hmm. Say we lived in a world with magic and ghosts and all that stuff, and we created the internet still, we would have a learnhowtoremove.com dot com, and people would take it seriously. It would be like the equivalent to WebMD.
1: Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right.
0: Got sleep uh, sleep paralysis could be an actual medical medical condition. Or you could have a haunting. That's true. <laughs> that's demon true. possessions. Take steps to uh to get rid of uh the demon in your house while also bettering your health.
1: Well, <laughs> she said that learn how to dot com worked for her. Hey,
0: yeah, good for her. So, good for her. Yeah. Good. That that's i I'm happy. Placebos are great.
1: Joseph probably needed to learn how to dot com.
0: Maybe. Yeah. He did,
1: because he basically went crazy. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh oh. Uh, so he went crazy and moved out of the apartment without telling anyone, Mm -hmm. and he took the box with him. He was just gone, and the box was gone, and, like, all the rest of the roommates were like, thank God. My precious. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So then he listed the box on eBay. Uh, he claimed that his hair was falling out and he was ill, and despite doctors finding nothing wrong with him, like, he just kept getting sicker, and he linked it back to the box and wanted to get rid of it.
0: I thought Joseph didn't believe it.
1: He does now.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Now that his hair is falling out and he's right. really sick, okay. Uh, so Brian informed Jason that the box was for sale. Mm-hmm. So Jason decided to buy the box with his friend Michael, who was an illusionist looking to add a haunting to his illusion-filled house tour. Okay. Uh, and Jason was like, "Well, we could just like look at the pictures and build a replica." And Michael was like, "No, no, no." We're gonna do this, let's do it. Like I love that deal. there's history attached to this thing. Yeah, like, yeah Neither of them actually truly, I think, believed Relieved. in it. It sounds like it. At that time. Um, so they agree that mm-hmm. they will buy it. So Jason won the bidding more on the box at $280.
0: Okay. Ooh, boy.
1: Uh-huh. Brian bought the Dybbuk box to the museum mm-hmm. for Jason, where he and Michael inspected the box and its contents. Jason believed that the Dybbuk box itself was a real artifact, though he couldn't say what it had been used for. Like, so he was like, this is absolutely like a historical object. Right. Like, this is an, really antique. Mm-hmm. Like, it was obviously used for some sort of religious purposes, but he's like, I don't know exactly what. Okay. Um. So he chose to leave the Dybbuk box in the museum so he didn't bring all of that home to his family. Mm-hmm. If like things were really happening, he's like, yeah, I'll leave it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Might as well not play with... With fire, right?
0: Right, of course.
1: Um, that night, he had nightmares about an old woman with sunken dark eyes and white <sighs> hair. His nightmare showed him face after face, but the image of the old woman constantly returned.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. okay.
1: The next morning when he woke up, his eyes were extremely bloodshot and hurting mm-hmm. terribly, and several people asked him about his eyes, but he explained he'd simply woken up like that and was reluctant to tie them back to the box. Uh-oh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So soon... Jason was receiving emails from all sorts of people who had found out he won the box on eBay, mm-hmm. including a Yiddish newspaper.
0: Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Apparently, that newspaper launched him into some sort of notoriety. Like, he had agreed to do a, a, an interview with the mm-hmm. person from the Yiddish newspaper on, like, anonymity. Okay. And then the Yiddish newspaper was like, screw your anonymity and just, like, published it. Oh, wow. So he's launched into notoriety that he didn't want. Yeah. And then his health begins to deteriorate further. Okay. Uh, He would get hives and welts that came and went almost instantly, like Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. His ears would become red and feverish, and he wasn't sleeping. And remember, he's a man of science. Sure. And so he was like, well, maybe there's some sort of, like, poison on the box. Like, I was wearing gloves when I was yeah, dealing with it, but sense. maybe there's something, like, maybe I'm getting poisoned from something on the box. So he had, like, the box tested, he had himself tested, nothing comes back.
0: Yeah, okay. Nothing. Nothing.
1: So he thought about it. He thought sure. scientifically about it. well, he, he tried
0: it. to solve it in a logical way, mm-hmm. which is good.
1: Um, and doctors can't find anything wrong with him, but he's clearly sick. So he begins to receive emails from people experiencing similar symptoms who had only ever read about the Dybbuk box and seen pictures.
0: Oh, so it's, I mean, it's got a connection through.
1: It's this, contagious. It's
0: contagious, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Long distance contagious. Sure.
0: This is what I call placebo effects. Sure. This this is absolutely people who are like, they believe something so fullheartedly that just seeing it, I guess maybe they want that excitement in their life. I don't know, but, like...
1: There's another one that we'll do, I think, that we'll talk about that has the same thing, where, like, even just talking about it makes people ill, or yeah. hearing about it makes people ill. So I think we'll do that one, too. Hopefully, and,
0: and, and hopefully by the end of it, we're, like, throwing up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, but, no, it's like WebMD, where people are, like, start looking up their symptoms, and oh then... Oh, my God,
1: I have stomach cancer. Some,
0: suddenly, yeah, they're like, I have ulcers! Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, you have uh, a stomach ache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <gasps>
1: um, so one of the women that he received a uh, an email from that said that she was getting sick, she asked him to take down any images of the box. Oh. She's like, take them down. Don't let people see this. Of
0: course. Yeah.
1: Um, the other staff at the museum began experiencing bad luck and unexplainable negativity. Mm-hmm. Jason decided to take the box from the museum and ask his illusionist friend, Michael, to keep it. Michael agreed, basically laughed at Jason for being afraid of the box, was like, man, it's just a box, what's wrong with you? But a couple hours later, Michael called and said Jason couldn't come over to drop off the box because he had suddenly become very ill. Oh. Yeah.
0: My question is, is everyone thinks that this box is so horrible, Mm -hmm. so they're like, oh, I'm going to sell it. Why don't you destroy it? I don't know. Oh, man, it's so horrible. I'm linking my horrible... Uh, condition my hair is falling out i'm getting boils my eyes are bloodshot everyone around me well, is having these horrible situations all around it this needs to be destroyed i, I will throw it into a fire
1: believe that the dybbuk is trapped inside the box if you mm-hmm. destroy the box you release that force onto the world right
0: i i if guess. you believe in
1: this stuff yeah Right? If you wholeheartedly believe that there is a evil, malevolent spirit trapped in this box, you wouldn't destroy the box.
0: But instead you sell it on eBay? Come on! Yeah. No!
1: Make a few dollars off of your misfortune. No,
0: you... I mean, if I were in this situation and I knew as far as I know right now, I would imagine at this point Jason knows the story from Joseph, the Mm -hmm. full story, right? I would say, look guys, we need to play hot potato with this thing. Find people who are willing... To take it and pass it on when things start getting bad, so that this horrible thing doesn't happen to the rest of the world.
1: You just described what Harry, Hermione, and Ron did with one of the Horcruxes in the seventh book.
0: Sure, fine. <laughs> That's because it's at least uh, at least Rowling was being logical about what you do with a horrible thing, mm-hmm. right? If if you really think this thing is so horrible, most people are going to have enough of a conscience. Not everyone, because like I said, I believe that people want to be good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh most people aren't just gonna shove it off on someone else because they're gonna feel guilty. Mm-hmm. They're gonna go, Oh man, I just made two hundred and eighty dollars to torture someone's life, to potentially kill people all around them. Is that really worth two hundred and eighty dollars to someone's dignity? No. No way. Okay. I uh, it just seems it seems silly to me. I would not I would be like I would, if I were to part with it, I'd be like, I'm asking for, and for money, I'm asking for serious money. Sure. I'm asking for a million dollars, $10,000 at least. Because if I ask for that kind of money, more than likely the kind of person that's willing to pay for that is the kind of person who has enough money that they might be able to take care of themselves with whatever medical issues they might be running into sure, with this. You're right. Right. And someone with that much, uh, wealth, maybe they can deal with a little bit more, um, tragedy in their life. Okay.
1: Well, nobody up to this point in the story has done that.
0: Yeah. Because, uh, either they're all selfish assholes. Yes. It kind of sounds like that. Two people. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, it's not real.
1: Okay. So now, the box is in Jason's house. He took it from the museum so he could take it to Michael's house. Michael's too sick. Can't mm-hmm. take it. So it's in Jason's house. So his house became cold despite how high families set the heater. They even began layering clothing even in the summer. And okay. Jason, disturbed by the developments, reached out for spiritual guidance to protect himself from malevolent spirits. Yeah. That appeared to work, and he threw himself into researching the history of the box. Mm-hmm. He got in contact with Kevin Manus, who originally bought the box from the family. Okay. Uh, and Kevin agreed to help. Manus tracked down the family of the original owner, Havala. And Havala's granddaughter told Manus to contact Havala's cousin, Sophie.
0: Oh, so now they want to have dealings with it.
1: So now, like, I guess it took him a long time. Like, he talked to the granddaughter and, like, badgered her a lot. And she oh, was finally okay. like, go talk to Sophie. Okay, okay. So Sophie told Manus that between World War One and World War II, spirit boards were very popular. So Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she and Havala created their own spirit board and had managed to come into contact with some spirits. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
0: Ouija boards are such a joke.
1: Not to some people. Some people really believe in that. Look,
0: if, if you close your eyes and you look up and you just... You do it with other... You will not land on anything coherent. You won't. Okay. You have... We have minor mental impulses. Seriously, we do. We have minor mental impulses. If we want to see, like... If we we're like, oh man, I'm really looking at the letter the letter E while you're holding on to that, you're thinking, I want to uh look at that. And your body is prepared for it. So your brain is actually sending very low impulses so that your body is ready to move to that. So you're you're like, oh, it's moving on its own, but it's not. You're actually causing it to move. There's actual proven Evidence behind okay. why those... Don't, it's just Well, some silly. people
1: really, truly believe in them, and Sophie and okay. Havala did.
0: Sure, and, you know... Okay, fine.
1: I'm trying to tell you a story here, speech.
0: Tell me a story, it just... <sighs> <sighs> I just... I... <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs>
1: I picked this one because you'd have this reaction. Well, <laughs> <laughs> stop
0: trying to stop me, then.
1: <laughs> so, Sophie and Havala obviously believe that Ouija boards work, oh, and they come in contact with a spirit. Ouija. Sophie suspected that the negative energy of the incoming World War II was probably attracting evil spirits, Mm -hmm. and Havala and Sophie accidentally summoned one. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... If you're gonna believe in spirits, that's some logic. Yeah,
0: right, right. Okay.
1: world's in a negative place. Evil spirits are probably swirling. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, so they attempted to bind the spirit, but failed on the night of November 9th, 1938. Okay. Historians might recognize this night as Kristallnacht, or the night of broken glass, Mm -hmm. when Nazis burned synagogues and destroyed businesses in the ramp up to rounding up Jews.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, after the war, Sophie and Havala were able to successfully bind the spirit to the wine cabinet in Spain. Okay. So... Hey, are you ready for this? You're going to be so frustrated. Oh, man, please. Okay.
0: Please continue. So
1: while Sophie is telling Manus all of this, she starts to continuously apologize during telling her story. Uh-huh. And when Manus asked her why she was sorry, she explained that she believed the evil spirit she and Havala had accidentally summoned had been the cause of World War II.
0: Okay. yep oh. The entire cause of it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. So, um... So, this oh, I don't even know what to say.
1: this evil spirit maybe maybe this evil spirit uh um um possessed Hitler. I don't know, y-
0: you know, maybe i I feel like or or convinced Hitler or something, right,
1: yeah, yeah uh, but she, I don't, huh. she thinks the evil spirit they accidentally summoned had something to do with World War two. <laughs> Okay. Moving on.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, we don't want to focus on that.
1: <laughs> Moving no, on. Because it gets better.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Jason Haxton began wondering how the events in Missouri, where the box is now, uh-huh. were being influenced by the Dybbuk and how it may have connected back to Havala and World War Two. Okay. What he found was the name Harry Hamilton Laughlin, who is famous for his heavy role in the eugenics in the United States in the early 1900s, and he was a heavy influencer of Hitler's goal of super race. Okay. And Laughlin attended University at Truman State, Uh which is the same university that Jason was attending. (gasps) What? Yeah. Why was
0: Jason going there?
1: To go to school.
0: Oh, just to go to school? Just to go to school. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, no, not Jason. Joseph. Mm. Joseph was going to school there. Uh, Jason taught there. Oh. Jason believes that the spirit in the box is on a mission to show people the truth about the Holocaust. Mm Mm-hmm. I, whatever that truth may be. We have not found it yet, right? Yeah.
0: By doing what?
1: I don't know. By making people very sick, apparently.
0: Okay, yeah. From the, as if, very sick, like, um... What was the... Victims
1: uh, of war? Yeah, yeah.
0: Just like uh, cat piss. And what was the other smell? Uh, Jasmine. Jasmine. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I'm sure that's the
0: smells that they died to.
1: Maybe it was trying to get people to research. I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know what Jason's thinking, but that's what he thinks. Okay. So Jason then became obsessed with sealing the Dybbuk box. Okay. That makes sense. So he built an ark out of acacia wood, which is an incredibly hard wood that comes from trees in Africa. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because there's so little water. Okay. So then Make he sense. lined that Ark with solid gold oh. to replicate the Ark of the Covenant, which How? held the original tablets of the Ten How Commandments. How much money does
0: this guy have? I
1: know, right?
0: That's a lot of gold. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So he eventually placed the Ark in a military-grade weapons box and then buried it in a secure location. Okay. Because he was, like, so freaked out about it. Sure. Okay, so there you go. You've got a guy who's, like, actually actively trying to do something Okay, I this.
0: like that. And sure. Um... I also kind of wonder if, uh, if you're gonna believe in this whole spiritual thing, could that item not be what's binding this spirit to the world? Burn the item, then the spirit is no longer bound to the world? Sure. I mean, we're just making rules but up if, as we go, if, right? If it so... were
1: summoned from a demon place
0: yeah.
1: by a spirit board, yeah. then you would have to have somebody who could send it back from once it came.
0: Okay. Okay. Sure.
1: Just saying. Okay. Okay. All right. He should
0: have lined it with lead also because lead is uh
1: I think that gold has more religious significance.
0: Well, then he should've done it with silver. Why? Silver uh-huh. is like the holy metal. Okay. I mean, think about like vampires the vampires and, and werewolves, werewolves and stuff, sure. right? Okay. I mean, gold definitely has its its um religious significance, but I think that comes from the fact that uh
1: We've, we've assigned more we've, worth to it. Yeah,
0: we assign a lot of worth to gold,
1: all right, because of
0: the aliens um, that want gold for their electronics. Okay. Okay. In
1: 2017, okay, Zach Baggins of Sci-Fi's Ghost Adventures purchased the Dibek box for reportedly tens of thousands of dollars.
0: Hey man, you got this box? Can I get it? Oh, dude, I uh, whew, I did a lot of work. I stuck it like five feet in the ground it's encased in a super hard wood i've got it lined in gold there's no way i'm gonna get this what if i gave you tens of thousands of dollars yeah don't worry i'll dig it up no yep. no worries
1: so the box is now on display under a special protective glass case in Baggins' haunted museum in las vegas mm-hmm. you have to be over the age of 18 and sign a special waiver to be let into the dybbuk box room at the museum okay You and I are going to be vacationing in Vegas in September, and I already told you that I really want to go to the Haunted Museum. Right, right. So I think that we might sign a waiver and go see the Dybbuk box. I mean... Maybe it'll be a Patreon content.
0: Maybe, yeah, if they'll let us record.
1: Yeah. Or we'll just write about it. I mean,
0: yeah, at at least we'll put a, maybe a a short little uh, podcast on... uh, our Patreon. experience at yeah, the haunted Patreon. museum uh, yeah experiences yeah and if uh we have any strange new moles or um bald spots hair on our hair
1: starts falling out yeah we right. smell cat pee
0: Mm-hmm. yeah
1: dark presences but we know we can go to learn if i could would you let me kiss that.
0: the box they're not gonna let me obviously but would you
1: I'm just superstitious enough to say no. No, yeah. oh come
0: on! I'd kiss the box.
1: No, just superstitious enough. But I think
0: I'll kiss, kiss the, the box. box. <laughs>
1: okay. So the box has made recent news when famous musician Post Malone went into the dibek room with Baggins mm-hmm. when Baggins removed the case and touched the box for the first time.
0: He had never touched the box Nope. until he did it with uh, Post Malone.
1: Yes. Uh, Malone supposedly touched Baggins' shoulder while he was touching the box, and Malone has since experienced some bad luck that people are attributing to the box. Oh. So his pi- private plane had to make an emergency landing after its tires blew off.
0: Mm-hmm, I, heard, I heard about that, yeah.
1: Three armed robbers broke into a house they believed was his, but it wasn't, so he was lucky there. Okay, what does that have to do with it? But the three armed robbers <laughs> thought it was Post Malone. Okay, sure. They were targeting Post Malone. They were just dumb.
0: Didn't someone, uh, rob, like, Angelina Jolie? Jolene a few years ago? I don't know. I oh, don't know. I remember someone, some uh, celebrity being robbed a few years ago. I have no idea. Yeah, high profile stuff, but Uh,
1: Anyway, uh, and his Rolls-Royce was involved in a serious car accident. Mm. So Zach Baggins and fans believe that Post Malone has been cursed by the box.
0: Oh, even Zach Baggins thinks that he was cursed by the box. Yep. But not Zach Baggins, who was actually touching the box.
1: No, because Zach Baggins has so much experience with haunted stuff.
0: Okay. I I don't know. Yeah.
1: Maybe Zach Baggins has been blessed.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know.
1: So additionally, Zach Baggins was going to open the Dibbic box on live TV on Halloween of 2018,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but he didn't. <gasps> uh, there was a lot of on-screen drama, because it's all for a TV show, right? Right. But ultimately, Zach invited a rabbi to the opening so that he could reseal the box. Mm-hmm. And according to Zach, the rabbi had previously told him that he understood Dybbuk's and could do the job. But on the live show, the rabbi told Zach that his beliefs did not coincide with what Zach was doing on the show. So basically that he didn't believe in the demon or evil spirit and therefore wouldn't reseal the box because it didn't exist. So Zach was like, the presence must have corrupted the rabbi! Oh, of course, And so he didn't yeah. open the box because there would be no one to reseal it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But really, the rabbi was just like, being the real MVP for all of the yeah. skeptics out there, being yeah. like, this shit isn't real online. Right, television. I mean,
0: but at the same time, being a real MVP for all the people that are like, you just have to see it in order to be cursed by it, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what the Dybbuk wants, and the rabbi was like, Oh, I've, I've had a vision. I know that if I let, if I let the world see this, then the Dybbuk is going to do horrible things to all of them that have seen the box. I can't let that happen. What can I do? (gasps) I know. I'll just say I have no experience with this because it's a joke. Sure. Downplay it.
1: Downplay it. But that's it. That's the Dybbuk box.
0: The Dybbuk box. Mm.
1: I'm real excited that we get to go see it, though. It'll be cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'll see if you'll let me touch it.
1: There's all sorts of really interesting... I don't think that they're going to let you touch no, it. You have uh, to sign a waiver no. just to be in the room with I it. I know.
0: Can I sign another waiver to touch it?
1: I don't think so. I'm sure
0: lots of people would have touched it by now if that were the case. Yeah. I'm not the first person that has... Uh, that is very skeptical yeah. of this. It just... <sighs> this whole story, to me, I think up until... Um, Bilbo Baggins, uh, Mr. Baggins, Mm -hmm. uh, seems like it came at the time of like the rise of internet blogging Mm -hmm. and it just seems so perfect for small cash values to pass around, you know, and some people are like, oh, these horrible things are happening in my life. Let me blog about it. Sure. I just. And then it's got this intricate story or not even really that intricate but this really deep story that's like oh man this has been going on for years now now let's talk about how oh it's i talked to the, the ar- it's related to the holocaust yeah. what can anyone else name a more horrific time to- uh, a horrific thing that's ever happened in human history there's been other things but that's the most recent right and right. that's pretty horrible um it just seems too convenient And I know that someone who's listening to this believes in the Dybbuk box, Mm -hmm. you know, and by all means you do you, you believe in what you believe in. Uh, It's uh, the whole idea of survival of the fittest is we all believe in something different. Right. And, Whichever one of us is right going to survive, so that way we can keep passing sure. genetic information on. Well, so,
1: like, I-, I believe in ghosts. Like, we we haven't been shy about the fact that you, like, are complete skeptic in, in terms of of, course, of, of, course. of um, paranormal activity, and I actually believe in it. But even I find this story to be a bit of a stretch where I'm like, really? You made your own Ouija board and you think you summoned a demon that caused the Holocaust? Yeah. Really?
0: With, I mean... It, I mean, it would have been so much better if they were like, it was on a full moon, and <laughs> we happened to have these crystals out, and there was, you know, even if they were like, it it was after World War Two started, or it was that it was after the 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 movements in Germany? And then- well, it
1: was after the movements in Germany had started because. Kristallnacht happened after, like, the Jews were already, like, wearing armbands with okay. the Star of David on them. Okay. Like, this... Like, they were already being persecuted for uh-huh. being Jewish. Right. Kristallnacht was the turning of the tides from it being, like, persecution to mm-hmm. a death sentence. It's
0: been since high school since I studied. Yeah. So, so I just... I don't, so, I'm it not... was...
1: The whole thing was already starting. Right. So, they think that because that night when they tried to bind the spirit and failed that the spirit got really angry that it caused the turning of the events in Germany where it got yeah, really really hard. I horrific. guess I'm
0: I was just building to saying that it could've been so much more it seems like it would have been so much more epic than a Ouija board. Like that's it. A damn board with a little teardrop shape uh Bantet? yeah. The hole in it. That's what did it. That's what did it. Come on.
1: That's what they say.
0: Yeah, it just seems it's a it's a stretch for me. It's a real stretch. Story's interesting. I really like these the story's ones.
1: Story's a lot of fun. Yeah. I really
0: liked Dear David too. I thought that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Do I think it was an absolute hoax? Oh, I yes.
1: absolutely think Dear David. Oh a hoax.
0: yeah, and I thought the but I thought the pictures were great. Mm-hmm. But that is I think the same exact. That's an example of the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Just
0: technology is a little taking, bit better. It's the mm-hmm. internet taking something? It didn't. This story didn't start in 1980. No. No, it started in the internet era.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, that's what I was trying to say. Is like, even I think that this one's a little bit of a stretch. Um, yeah,
0: I think it's fun to talk but about. But I
1: am still really excited to go see the Dibbbick box. Because there is like that little bit of me that's like sure. hopeful that there's something true. Also, Zack Maggan's haunted museum has a lot of really cool stuff from like serial killers and like Oh, that'll it's just, be funny. It's general. a really, really cool museum that has a lot of really cool things. Sure. And there are there are some other things in that museum that I intend to make topics for the podcast in I the mean, future. Maybe we so. can
0: just do an episode based on that when we go there. Sure. Right. And see what happens, you know. Maybe yeah. that'll give you some fodder. Maybe. On other things to bring to the table. Maybe. Maybe I'll about. get sick
1: from something else that often makes people sick that is located in the museum. Who knows? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Probably.
1: It would be me. If it was going to happen to anybody, it would be me. It wouldn't be you. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Although I think it would be much more impactful if it happened to you. Oh, if it
0: happened to me. I think we both would be like, <gasps> something's happening. happening. But I'd be like, nothing happened to you. So what's the deal?
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please get at us on those places or in email because I actually really want to know what you think about this one.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Because uh, this one's just a lot of fun and it's really interesting. Uh, so, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTIS Podcast. Email the truth is somewhere podcast at gmail.com. If you like what we're doing, hop on over to whatever platform you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, etc. Leave us a review. If you really like what we're doing, hop on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash TTIS Podcast. Mm-hmm. Get Bonus content like us going to see the Dibick box, uh, cool bonus merch, all sorts of fun stuff over there on Patreon. Yep. And you can find links to all of those places on our website, thetruthissomewhere.com. Show notes as well. That's it, you guys. Yeah. The Truth is Somewhere. Keep looking.
0: Keep looking. Yeah. Seriously, tell us what you think, though.